it's really good. You would never think that having hot cinnamon, loose leaf tea in the summer would taste so good. But you know what? It really does. So here's a shout out to Porcelain Dragon's Loose Leaf Hot Cinnamon Tea. It's really good. Well, welcome to another episode of That They May All Be One podcast. I'm Shane Sands. I am the founder and president of the Lord's Missions Evangelism Ministry, United in Christ Jesus. And That They May All Be One podcast is a ministry of United in Christ Jesus. It's an outreach. It's one of the tools, and I would highly encourage you. I would ask you, please, to go to the website, take a look. You'll see on the on the front page, the podcast, you can see all the old episodes there. If you go to the blog section, you will see all the videos that we've uploaded uh, on YouTube that also kind of go hand-in-hand hand with this season and will continue to go as the Lord just gives opportunity. You'll also see some blog articles that I or Holly have written, and you'll also see some good daily devotions, those types of things there. So please take some time, go to that that they may all be one.org, uh, check out the website, give some comment. Uh, if you have requests for the upcoming season, uh, please send that our way. I'll be more than happy to pray over and address any topic that you may have, including any of the new social things that are going on, anything that you might have difficulty uh, dealing with on a day-to-day basis. And let's face it, from the time that God uh, covered in grace Adam and Eve, there has been continual pushback against God and his word. And I would even say before that, because there was sin in Satan prior to the garden. So there's nothing new under the sun But there may be things that right now that you're having difficulty with, don't understand, uh, want more clarity on, or even prayer. So go to the site, get us some information, send us uh, whatever you may via social media, through the website, however you wish to do it, we'd love to hear from you. So I was sharing with Holly, this is going to be our next to last episode before... Uh, the season ends next week. We are going to end the season. We're going to record our last one for this season. And today, today is probably, I think, the second most, I think the second most uh, often forgotten lost truth of the Christian faith. And when I say it, you'll probably be like, yeah, I got you. No, it's going to be one of those that you're going to recognize. You may even give mental assent to it. It is the one that is perhaps the second most convicting in my own life. I have to confess that when I talk on this, it is going to be a reflection of my own inability in my flesh to carry this out with any type of consistency that I think is worthy of the Lord Jesus, his calling, and his gospel. Uh, It is one of those that it's like a dagger to the heart because when we consider the Lord Jesus and what he has done, that it leaves me completely humbled, like what right do I even have to talk here? But we must press on in this 
And hopefully, as I was sharing with Holly before the program, that first and foremost that the Lord will use this as a conviction in my own life and that he will use that to refine me and purify me and conform me more into his image and that for you out there, my brothers and sisters and mothers in Christ, that it will have the same same effect with you. And if you are listening to this and you know that you're not a believer, you know that Christ Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, though he is Lord and Savior, that you would consider the weight of what I'm about to say and that it might lead you to the cross and lead you to what God has done on behalf of sinful man. And what I'm talking about is dying to self daily. In Luke chapter 29, I'm going to start out here in verse 20. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Peter answered and said, the Christ of God. But he warned them and instructed them not to tell this to anyone, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. And he was saying to them, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. Hint that word daily. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake, he is the one who will save it. For what is a man profited if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. So that right there, the Lord Jesus. The Lord Jesus makes very clear that if you wish to follow him, if you wish to follow him, you have to take up your own torture device. You have to die daily. The cross was the most heinous type of torture and death back in the time of Jesus' earthly ministry. And Jesus is saying that you have to take that up daily. You have to carry your own crossbeam every day and die to your own wants, your own desires, your own fleshly uh, hopes and subject it to what God wants and desires what he finds pleasing for you in your life. You will find that in this section, if you go to another gospel, Jesus, uh, you just saw where Peter uh, said he's the Christ of God. In another gospel, right after this, he starts telling, rebuking the Lord when the Lord says that he's got to suffer. Peter's like, he takes him aside and begins to rebuke him and said, Lord, may this never be. And then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, for you're a stumbling block to me. For you're not setting your sight. You're not setting your mind, your eyes, your being, your whole, you're not setting yourself on the will of God, 
but on the interest of man. So now we're going to go over into perhaps one of my favorite chapters in in Scripture, and we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 15, and I'm going to focus on verse 31, but I'm going to do verse 30, and I'm going to look at verse 32 as well. Why are we also in danger every hour? I affirm, brethren, by the boasting in which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord, I die daily. If from human motives I fought with wild beasts at Ephesus, what does it profit me? If the dead are not raised, let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die. Now we're going to jump over to the last scripture I'm going to use for today's uh, podcast. We're going to jump over to to Hebrews chapter 12, and we're going to look at verse 4. And I'm going to start off with verse 1. And I am going to read all the way through uh, verse 10 because verse 10 really hits the nail on the head. Therefore, since we have so great a cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us also lay aside every encumbrance and the sin which so easily entangles us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him who has endured such hostility by sinners against himself, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. You have not yet resisted to the point of shedding blood in your striving against sin, and you have forgotten the exhortation which is addressed to you as sons. My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor faint when you are reproved by him. For those whom the Lord loves, he disciplines, and he scourges every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you endure. God deals with you as with sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? But if you are without discipline, of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Furthermore, we had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not much rather be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time as seemed best to them. But he disciplines us for our good, so that we may share his holiness. Friends, look at that last part. So that we may share his holiness. And if you go on further, you're going to see that all discipline for the moment isn't joyful yet sorrowful. But to those who have been trained by it, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. Friends, when you become a new creation, when you are born again, born of the Spirit, several things happen in the regeneration. And one of those I've mentioned before is you start to love the things that God loves and you start to hate the things that God hates. God is inside of you. God is dwelling in you. God has sealed you. And as such, as a new creation, you start following the Lord Jesus. He's called you by name. You are one of his flock. You hear his voice. You will not follow a stranger. But it doesn't mean that you can't get led astray. It doesn't mean you don't hear the sound in the woods or smell something different and you wander off. 
But Jesus is a faithful high priest, good high priest, a Savior, and all the Father gives him will come to him, and all who comes to him he will never cast out, and he will raise him up on the last day. But friends, we're told in Galatians 5 that there is a war that still goes on. While the inner man is renewed day by day, the flesh and its death and its corruption still wars against the spirit. We are in a constant, though the victory is won, we are in a constant battle, a constant war. The war is won. Victory is assured on the cross to telestai. It is finished. That means that nothing to add to, take away from the finished work of Jesus Christ, sufficient and complete and perfect alone in it of itself for the victory of your salvation, peace with God, forgiveness of your sins, period. To Jesus Christ be the honor, praise, glory, dominion, power. Worthy is the Lamb who is the roaring line of King of Judah. He is Lord of Lord and King of Kings. Make sure you understand, friends, that it is all of Jesus. But we are still in this mortal, deathly flesh that wars against the Spirit, against the new man. And its desire is to have all sorts of bitterness, anger, malice, hypocrisy, everything contrary to God. And so daily, daily we humble ourselves and subject ourselves to God and his discipline because it is for our good. And what that means is that we must die to ourselves completely. In every respect, do you have ambition? Do you have a a hope and a desire? Um, One of those that I have, that I have, that I've had for numerous years is that I could be serving fully in United in Christ Jesus with not having to have a secondary job, not being bivocational. And since and for since my salvation in October of 2008, only one year the Lord has granted me to have that. Daily, I have to die to that ambition, that request, that hope, and subject it. It doesn't mean that I'm not grateful. It doesn't mean that I don't continue to pray for, ask, and thank God. But at the same time, I must deny my own interest so that they are in alignment with what God wants for me. And I must know and trust and believe with all my being that God is not only good, he is a rewarder. And without faith, it is impossible to believe, uh, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. We have to understand that we have sin, we are corrupted. This mortal still has to be done away with and, and put on the immortal. First Corinthians 15, what an amazing chapter. The gospel found in verses 1 through 5. And then we talk about the resurrection of the dead. We talk about shedding this mortal and take and putting on the immortal. Hallelujah. But we must die to self daily. We've got to subject our desires to 
be a good father, a good mother. We've got to a good, whatever it is. It's not that those things are not good. Don't get me wrong. It's not that we don't want to be well-pleasing, but we must subject everything that we have in ourselves, anything that we have that we would hold as a value or ambition or hope, we must subject that to the will of God and to walk in a manner worthy of his calling and gospel. Maybe it is not what is proper or right in God's eyes for me to ever be sent to just minister outside of a bivocational uh, environment. I have to know that God is good and that that's what's right for me. And I have to submit myself and my feelings and my angers and my desperations and my hopes, everything about me I have to subject to the Lordship of Christ. And then not only that, but be grateful. Friends, we have to be grateful when we die to ourselves, we have to also cover ourselves with humility and gratitude. And that part is the hardest because it's so easy to be upset that we can't uh, become a professional photographer or a professional athlete or we don't have this opportunity or this doesn't happen. But can we be grateful? Can we still bow before Christ and just praise him and thank him and and give him all the glory and honor and devotion and worship knowing that he is faithful and good and righteous and he has not left us alone and that he is coming to gather us to himself, that he has gone to prepare a place for us? Do we consider the momentary light affliction of this world nothing in comparison to what awaits us? So, friend, again, following Christ is just as like Christ following the Father. Christ humbled himself. He came in the likeness of sinful flesh, and he was obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. How, too, are we not supposed to also walk in his steps, denying ourselves, trusting in Jesus Christ, following in his steps, And whatever he says is good, we praise him and we thank him. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have disappointment. But, oh, my friends, just wait. Just wait. One day we will see him as he is with no filter, no sin, nothing to keep us from gazing upon him who humbled himself shed his glory, lived the life we couldn't, died the death that we deserve, that horrible, mocking, brutal death, who rose victorious on the third day, has ascended to the right hand of the Father where he sits and he rules, he reigns, he intercedes, and he's coming. And we will be transformed in the twinkling of an eye, and we will see him. Die to self daily, saints. Die to self, trust in Christ. Until next time, praise and Thanks for joining us on our fourth season of That They May All Be One, where we focus on lost truths of the Christian faith. If you are listening on YouTube, please make sure and hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. You'll also want to check out upcoming and uncut video teachings from the man himself, Shane Sands. And remember... 
Reformation is a return to the sound doctrine of the Bible. Revival is the practice of that sound doctrine under the power of the Holy Spirit.